Welcome to the Agile Confessional, a podcast that shares fun confessions from people who've spent a large part of their career working in the Agile world. Hear the mistakes they've made along the way so you can avoid falling into the same traps in the future. I'm your host, Giles Lindsay, CEO of Agile Delta Consulting. I'm the coach who absolves my guests of the sins made in the Agile world. It's time to listen in on the latest installment. Welcome to episode nine of the Agile Confessional. Today's guest is Rochelle Harvey. Hi, Rochelle. Hi, Giles. Thanks for having me here today. Rochelle is a principal consultant at Emphasis, a transformation coach, and is currently studying a master's degree in leadership coaching. She's a keen guitarist and Led Zeppelin fan, and she's passionate about agile and helping people grow and transform to achieve their true potential. Rochelle, shall we begin? Yes, please, coach. Forgive me, coach, for I have sinned. And what Agile sins would you like to confess? When I started in Agile and really started to get to grips with using that as a process, as a mindset, I think it was really to get a contract. I'd done things, I needed a bit of space and time, so if I just get a contract. And I think my sin is the sin of becoming an absolute Agile guru and super experienced scrum master because I had a certification. Because I had this piece of paper and I'd been on course for a couple of days. I felt that I obviously knew what Agile was and knew everything about being a scrum master. And I'd had some scrum master experience, but I kind of had picked it up along the way. And in a way, that's the sin of doing Agile. And the real big sin of you're wrapped into that is around really doing checkpoint Agile and not actually understanding what you're doing, needing from that. And as a scrum master, I think I kind of gravitated towards more of a kind of scrum mom (laughs) or perhaps uh, getting in more into just going through a very prescriptive process, which which, which is ironic, of course, because (laughs) that's the antithesis of Agile itself. And doing a role that was becoming more administrative as a scrum master. And so I did that actually for a a couple of contracts, but I like to think I injected humor, personality, and then I was very supportive of the team. But in terms of actually the things around autonomy and some of the things that I might have have structured around that, I really didn't apply those things. And my role certainly wasn't around helping people grow. My role was about surviving to the next mortgage payment sometimes. And that wasn't very fulfilling for me either. And I realized that there must be more about this. But I think my sin is to apologize to those trial cases. Uh, It reminds me actually of Frederick Brooks, who makes a point. He says, actually, don't hire an architect in Frederick Brooks's uh, mythical man. Don't hire a software architect where it's their first engagement. <laughs> it will go horribly wrong. Don't hire a software architect when it's their second job because they're trying to overcompensate and the pendulum will swing the other way and you won't get a delivery. Uh, hire one that's it's their third or fourth time. Obviously, I think, you know, you need to involve and hire people at any age. But, but in terms of understanding what their experience is, it's sort of aligned to that. Somebody that's done it three or four times, but has a learning approach to it. So for me, I was following the dreaded lines of the checkbox and the certified Scrum Master being an expert route, which I think many of us have possibly seen before. I put my hands up and I confess to that soon. And what did you learn from this? It's interesting. What did I learn from that experience? I think the thing is, probably not a lot in terms of the experience itself, because I was in a little bit of a bubble. 
But what I really learned is by studying the subject more, I started to get more interested in helping people grow and the behaviours. And I actually met up with yourself, Giles. And actually, there was a, a number of us in the Agilistas kind of community that we managed to absorb like a sponge, lots of information in terms of starting to get some insights. I've been on some earlier training, and I guess at the end of last year, beginning of this year, I really started to realise that all the ingredients that I have as a personality and as an experience, I can apply them in a better way if I could actually adopt these characteristics and be agile in terms of my approach. So I learned that, and I learned that also through going through there, that really this is also about behavioral change for how we actually control our own behavior, how we can influence the behavior of others, how our actions and how our habits can actually make the difference between a motivated and an engaged, successful, innovative team, an agile enterprise versus, you know, the complete opposite. It's really all about our, our behaviors. So I started to kind of focus on that. So that was uh, an important learning for me. And I also learned that <laughs> you don't become an expert after going on one course because I realized that and I knew a bit about Agile. Obviously, I've been involved with Agile for quite some years, but it was actually opening yourself up to learning, being prepared to change and actually be open-minded about continuously learning. That was one of the major things for me too. And in all of this time as well, as a person, I've transitioned to be a female gender ID. And so for me, over this period of time, as I started to get into behaviors, I became very self-aware. And I realized that the best results I was getting from people were not around being prescriptive per se, but to build confidence in those people, to give them self-esteem, to give them the ability to be creative and actually make their own grave decisions in an autonomous way, not to be prescriptive in the way that I was when I first started doing Scrum Mastery. So those were the key lessons I've learned, I think. And what advice would you then give to others I would say to others that you can achieve whatever you want to achieve if you are motivated sufficiently enough to achieve it. And if you understand how your habits and your behaviors can influence your ability to achieve your goals and to continuously learn and grow as a person, you can achieve whatever you wish to achieve. And I have found that personally from my own perspective. I never really thought I would be able to be part of this kind of community and contribute that my experiences are valued. I never thought I would be able to transition into the gender that I'm comfortable doing. But that was all around opening up my mind and continuously learning and understanding that you can change your behaviors. But if you want to change your direction, if you want to achieve your potential, you may have to change your behaviors. So be prepared to do that. Fantastic. Rochelle, thank you very much. So, Rochelle, are you actually ready for your absolution and penance? Oh, my gosh, I think so. Yes, please. And coach, give it to me. Rochelle, you will be happy to hear that I absolve you of your Agile sins and that your penance is to come along and present at a meetup soon on the topic of Agile behaviours and to share the magic of behavioural change to the wider Agilistas community, as well as playing a Led Zeppelin tune at the intro of the meetup. Oh my gosh, I think I've um, let myself in for something there, Giles. I will try to do that. In fact, I, I'd certainly look forward to parts of it and hopefully... Uh, Anyone listening or watching that will uh, not be too distressed by my guitar playing, but I look forward to it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rochelle, for being here today. Thanks, Giles. It's been an absolute pleasure.